You're listening to an audio sermon from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today I want to talk to you about you are made for success. You are made for success. Can I have just one loud amen? You know, from the beginning, God made you for success. He designed you for success. He had planned success for you. Amen? One of the most important things that I have to ask you is, what are you thinking? When you think about yourself, do you think thoughts of success? When you think about yourself, are you thinking about success or are you thinking about all your failures, the mistakes that you've made? Because family, everybody makes mistakes. But it only... Anybody can be pushed down. Anybody can stumble. Anybody can fall. But as long as you're getting up every time, it's not failure. You have to meditate upon success. What's happening in your mind will happen in time. That's how important it is to think the right thoughts. What happens in your mind will happen in time. What is in your heart? You know, it's one thing to think something. But when you start believing it, and now you believe it and you say it, that's how faith works. Do you know that? Faith works, faith, true, real, authentic faith is activated when you confess something and you believe it with your heart. When your confession has your heart's full agreement, faith is activated. When you confess, you believe that Jesus is Lord, that he died for you, that he was made alive, and that you've been raised up with him. The righteousness of God enters into your heart and you are born again. All of us have negative thoughts. One of the most liberating things I ever heard, my mentor, the one day, said, I also have negative thoughts. I said, no, man of God, you, neg- you cannot have, you are. He said, I also have negative thoughts, but I've trained my heart to replace it with the word of God immediately. So listen to me. What you believe in your heart, as a man thinks in his heart, Proverbs says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So when you are thinking it and you're believing it, you'll start to say it and you'll start to behave it or be like it. What's going on in your mind is very important. Somebody can be broke, but not be poor. You may not have money in your pocket, but your mindset can be, I know I'm blessed. I've been blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I know God is busy perfecting everything concerning me. This is not permanent. But when you believe that you are poor, And you're confessing it and you're living it. That's why parents, I want to say to you, 
be careful what you say before your children because if you're always saying, there's no money, we don't have money, you are training that child in depositing into their hearts a poverty mentality, a mentality of lack. Am I helping some of you here? Teach them from a young age not to have that poverty mentality, that attitude that there's lack. Three John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So you can have no money in your pocket, but your soul is prospering. I know where I belong. I know where God is taking me. Even though you find yourself in a pit, your prospering mind will say, I know where I belong. I belong in the palace. When you find yourself in a prison, you're not a prisoner. I know where I belong. I belong in the palace. That's the prospering mindset, a mindset of success. The thoughts that you are thinking, you know, God wants you to fill your heart with good things. Many people's biggest challenges is they're filling their heart with 70% of rubbish or 90% of the world's negativity and 10% of God's word and promises. Then you wonder why you're negative. When the 12 spies went into the promised land, God had planned success for all of them, for the whole nation. But 10 of them had the wrong mindset. Ten of them looked at the promised land from a natural point of view. They looked at the giants. They looked at the high walls. They looked at the high places. And they said, oh, we're like grasshoppers compared to them. And when they said they grasshoppers, they became grasshoppers in the eyes of the enemy. But if you read the whole book, you'll see everybody in the promised land were waiting for Israel, a type of the church, to come and possess the land. It was what they were thinking and what they were saying that had a major impact. Turn to the person next, you say, you're going to have to control your heart. What I mean by that? Decide what goes into this container. Because if it's garbage that's going in, garbage is going to come out. But if it's faith and hope that goes in, faith and hope will come out. What are you saying about this nation? When you look at this nation, Ooh, telling your children, once you're finished, we're making sure you're getting out of this country and you're going to America. Really? You think it's better there than here? The best place for you is where God wants you to be. You want to be where God places you and not where you just want to go. But if you're imparting fear in them, Guess what? Even if they go to the best country in the world, they'll go with fear. Job said, the thing that I feared happened to me. So whether you fear in South Africa, Australia, England, America, fear is fear. <laughs> Am I helping some of you? If you cannot think good thoughts, successful thoughts here, why do you think you'll think it in America? You think it's a different kind of a devil there than here? 
The devil in America hates you, wants to kill, steal, and destroy your life. The same here. The negative things start to direct your life instead of God. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart above all things. The New Living Translation says, because it determines the course of your life. Many people are not led by the Holy Spirit, they are led by fear. That's why many people that have left this country because of fear and went to another country, they're all coming back now. Most people in Africa, when they look at South Africa, they see it as the Monaco of Africa. They want to come here. But us South Africans, we sit here and we say, I want to get out of here. What is that? It's just a mindset. It's an attitude. If everybody is leaving, then we say, you know what? There's more opportunity for all of us. Am I talking to the right people here? In our hearts, we are made to be like Jesus. Your heart determines the course of your life. Sometimes situation and circumstances can move you. Sometimes fear is very real. I'm not saying be stupid and go into a situation where it's dangerous, amen? I'm not saying that. Please don't, don't misquote me on that. But we as God's people have to manifest God's love. When people are experiencing fear, that's why the church is the only hope for this world. Jesus is the only hope. A living church where Jesus is the head is the only hope. Where every member can find its rightful place. As we come together here as many cultures. But we love Jesus and that's why we can love people. Do you know Jeremiah 29 verse 11 is still true for your life? I know the thoughts that I have towards you says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. That's why it's so important to know the mind of God. Family, listen to me. You're going to have to make some time to spend time with God. Because God is busy thinking thoughts of success for your life. But if you're not spending time with him, how will you know what he's thinking about you? Many of you have a dream, have a vision, have a promise from God, but you've stopped confessing it. You've stopped believing it. You're thinking other things now. Can I tell you something? Success, true success, is something that starts on the inside, not on the outside. Something that happens on the inside, not on the outside. When you know you have the peace of God on the inside of you, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. And you know the value that God places on you, that He's made you in His own image, in His own likeness. When you know that you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. For, for us to grow spiritually, Spiritual health. Intimacy is required for spiritual health. 
Are you born again? Are you born again? Are you a spiritual being? You know, every day Adam and Eve walked in the garden to spend time with God. The end of the day. Doesn't say it was hours, it just said at the end of the day, God came to spend some time with them, just to walk with them. Daniel's way before God was to go on his knees three times a day and to thank God. It's a thankful heart that says, Thank you, Jesus. Thankful heart says, Thank you, Jesus. A heart that's filled with faith that knows that God is in control can say, Thank you. Can I just say something? Many of us, when we spend time with God, we are doing all the talking and we're not giving God a chance to talk back or speak to us. Am I talking to the right people here? Can I just say, intimacy with God and spending time with God, quiet time with God, is not when you're driving to work. That's not quiet time. There's too many distractions, amen. There's somebody who's going to cut in front of you, push you, or blow a horn, or, or you're going to be so worshiping Jesus, I love you, Lord, and your eyes are closed, and the next minute you see somebody, shows you the finger of unforgiveness while you're busy trying to forgive people. Amen. It's not your, am I talking to the right people? You don't get so, sometimes we get so over-spiritual. Amen. So it's not that time in the car. Do you know what God has planned for you? Can I just say that the easiest way, my way, when I'm reading my Bible, God is speaking to me, and I'm praying. So when you are praying, be reading your Bible, and reading your Bible, you can be praying. Amen. When you read this, God is speaking to you, and then we're communicating with God as well. And then just have times of where you're quiet, and you, just, you can just worship. Amen. Find your own way. I think people have their own way before God. I'm sharing my way, but people have different ways. Amen. Do you have a promise from God? Do you have a prophetic picture like, like a Joseph of the good future that God has planned for you? Has God spoken to you? Do you have a word like that? Let me just see your hand. Are you still holding on to that word? So concerning success, especially, I mean, the, the last few years have really been challenging. Some people's success stories got shaken a bit. Am I talking to the right people here? So what you're going to have to do is, number one is, you're going to have to confess it. You're going to have to confess it and start to declare it. Confession is the thing that gives you possession. So when you believe it, you're thinking it, you're meditating upon it, you'll start to say it. Joshua 1.8. Meditate upon the word of God. Observe to do it. Let it be in your mouth. Let it be in your heart. And as you say it and declare it, it will make your ways successful. So the promise that God has given you you're going to have to confess it. You're going to have to declare it. Say it. Say it. Amen? Amen. Turn to the person next to you. Say, according to the word of God, God has given me a promise. I'm one of Abraham's sons. That simply means God will make my name great. Some of you are going... Say it, God will make my name great. 
That does not mean God's going to make everybody a president or a CEO of a company. It just means that what God has called you to do, it will give glory and honor to his name. But if you cannot start to confess it and declare it, how will you ever be able to walk in it? Am I helping you? So number one, confess it, say it, declare it. Number two, go after it. If you know God has given you a promise, go after it. Amen. Go after it. Then, if God has given you a promise as well, protect it. Protect it. Amen. Keep it in your heart. I'm not going to preach on Joseph, but remember Joseph, when he shared the promise with his brothers, they threw him in a pit. So be careful who you share your promise with because sometimes brothers won't be happy when you tell them about the success that God has planned for you. They will be the ones that will throw you in a pit. Am I talking to the right people here? Share that promise of success with those that love you and will help you. Amen. And then can I just mention one thing? While you are waiting for the fulfillment of that promise, and everything is going haywire, like in Joseph's life, in the pit, in the prison, before he got to the palace, walk in integrity. Amen? Walk in integrity, even when nothing is working out, when everything is, seems like it's going in the opposite direction. You know I belong in the palace, but you find yourself in the pit. You know God said palace, but you find yourself in prison. In those seasons, the Bible says he walked in integrity and remained faithful to such an degree that they appointed him to oversee everything in the prison because he was an honest man. Amen. Imagine if he started behaving like a criminal when he was in prison. Remain faithful to what God has called you to be. Walk in the success even before you see the success. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9, I've read it earlier on as well. It says, I turned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, the battle is not to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. Time and chance happen to them all. God chooses grace rather than works so that no man should boast. So he'll bring it at the right time. He makes everything beautiful in its time. Amen. Your time, your chance will come. Don't compare yourself to other people. You don't know what they are going through. Amen. In this season, be careful what you are confessing, especially when you're in the pit. Remember, it was Israel's confession that kept them out but it was Joshua and Caleb's confession that took them in. So we have to be careful. Even when we look at success, there's different kinds of success. The success according to what, how God sees success, and then there's success in the world. And then even success according to what God sees as success, there's two ways how you can obtain that even. I believe that through hard work, and I believe everybody should be a hard worker. Amen? Turn to the person next to you say, it's not optional. Be a hard worker. Especially those that believe they are called to ministry. The Bible says, he who desires the office of a bishop desires a good work. 
Let me tell you, ministry is hard work. Nobody said amen. Oh, you don't think so? I'm telling you, ministry is hard work. You think ministry is preaching here? No, no, no. Ministry is not preaching here. Ministry is Monday, 12 minutes past 6, when the lightning hits the boundary wall of the church. You're shocked. You didn't know about that. I'll play you the video clip. Yeah. You know the thunderstorm that came through? When lightning hits. I mean, one of the pillars is the token where the security guard has to swipe his tag. That time is usually right there. That's the grace of God protecting him. Coming then and cleaning up everything. Coming out and starting a generator at 4 o'clock in the morning. When the electricity goes out. That's ministry. Amen? When somebody is in a crisis and they need it now and they're stuck somewhere. And you have to send a thousand rand imali to help them. When somebody is going through a challenging time and you can lift that burden, that's ministry. Because Jesus answers a lasting solution. When you are busy printing stuff and everything is skew and you don't notice it and you see it 10 o'clock at night and staff comes in and they do everything over so that it can be ready for you. That's ministry. Ushers and hostesses that come in early in the morning to clean and make sure that everything is perfect for you. That's ministry. People here before the time praying in the spirit for you so that you can experience the presence of God. Praying for breakthrough. That's ministry. Amen? People coming and mowing the lawn. People working in the prayer garden. Pulling out weeds. That's all part of ministry. Hard work. Splinters in our fingers sometimes. Bricks falling on us. <laughs> That's ministry. <clears throat> sometimes happens. So success starts with the peace of God on the inside. So you can work hard and know where God is taking you and be successful. But I also believe that the Bible says, Galatians 6 verse 7, what a man sows, that he will reap. That through what you, things you make happen for others, that God can make those things happen for you. Amen? The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and it adds no sorrow. When God blesses you, some people are blessed, but they've got so much sorrows in their lives. Many people in the world are blessed, but they're not happy. They don't have peace. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and it adds no sorrow. You want to be successful and still have peace in your heart. Amen? You want to be blessed and still be happy. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 that it's the Lord that gives us the power, the ability to be successful, to establish His covenant with you and me. So for God, it's all about relationship. He is the source of our success. Jesus. All fundamental problems were solved on the cross by Jesus so that we can have access to the blessings of God. So if I can give you some good advice, before the great success comes, train your heart, Matthew 6.33, to first seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness before all the success 
all the fame, all the money, all the wealth gets added to you. And don't start running after all those things, but not put the kingdom of God first. Amen? Why? Because I quoted Deuteronomy 8.18. But verse 17 says, Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand gained me the wealth. Because that's the nature of man. When God makes you successful and God blesses you, then we start thinking, oh, it's me. I'm doing it. And you start to forget that every advancement in your life is because of the grace of God. You know, when we were still in the school hall, I had a lady come to me the one day. She said to me, Pastor, I just want to say thank you for your teachings. It's really inspiring me. I understand what you say. The revelation is not above my head. It just comes into my heart and it ignites something that, that I can just go on and run for God. I just want to say thank you for the way that you teach. And I said, thank you very much. I know it's just the grace of God. Then I greeted the next lady, elder lady. She says, Pastor, I just want to tell you something. I've been interceding for you that people will just understand what you are saying. That revelation will just come to their hearts and it will be easy for them to grasp it so that they can run with the word of God. <laughs> I said, thank you, I'm so grateful for you. And God just said to me, the, sometimes we see success in our lives and we think, why, well, I'm this preacher. But somebody is interceding for you to be that successful, amen? Many husbands, you think you're this great businessman. I'm telling you now, if your wife were not interceding for you, there would be no business. And I'm not gonna get a lot of amens there, but <clears throat> I've seen it many, many times. The man thinks he's the, but it's the wife begging God, just bless this man's work of his hands, Lord. Just be with him and help him and cause, I'm not saying men are not praying. Many men are also praying. But sometimes the blessing and success that comes is not you. But God using somebody else and God working in us and through us. Amen. Why is it important to put the kingdom of God first? Because the nature of money, I shared with it, mammon can deceive you very quickly. You know, money can make pastors think that they're very anointed. When they have a lot of money, they think they're very anointed. Because many people will make statements and say that money is in the natural, what the anointing is in the spirit. And you think, yeah, that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Because the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of the anointing is not a root of evil. The love of God's presence will bring the fear of God into your life. You cannot link the two. God said, decide who you will serve, money or me. So wealth and success, when it comes and your heart has not given Jesus the rightful place, can deceive you very quickly. Money can make you think you don't need a church. Money can make you think you don't need a pastor. Money can make you think that you're more clever than other people just because you have money. Am I talking to the right people here? So if we truly want to be successful... Let's put God first. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, God, your heart. Say it again. Say, God, your heart. Why do I say that? Always guard your heart against greed. Greed. Because once you, greed grips your heart, you'll start serving money and not God anymore. 
Am I talking to the right people here? We want to be successful, and I believe God wants to bless you and make you successful. God wants you to experience His wealth, but never start to serve those things. Amen? How do you know that somebody loves God more than money? How do you know that? How do you know money has not got them, but they've got the money? You can give it. You can give it. Can I have one amen? Amen. That's how you know that you're not serving money. You can give it. Money hasn't got you. You can give it. You've got the money. You can give it. I've realized that God is not after what you are prepared to give. He's after what you are holding on to. God is not after that which you are prepared to give, that which you don't need. He's after that which you are holding on to. Because he wants to know that he's number one. He wants to be loved above all. He wants to be loved above all. The Bible in the book of Corinthians teaches us that the greatest of everything is love. The greatest of everything is love. Do you believe that? Daniel, when the angel came to him, the angel said to him, greatly beloved. Wow. I believe that's the highest title that you can hold in the word of God. Not apostle, not bishop, not, I mean, some people are double-barreled. They are bishop prophet or apostle prophet or whatever. I mean, the highest title, greatly beloved. The only thing that pleases God, what the Bible says, is faith. But Galatians says faith works through love. Again, there you see, if faith is not operating through love, it's not great. When Jesus came to Peter, what did he do? I mean, here we're talking about the rock that the church will be built upon. We're talking about the man, wherever he goes, his shadows are healing people. I mean, from a ministry point of view, that's a lot of success. That's a lot of grace that's there if your shadow is busy healing people. And what does Jesus ask him? Do you love me more than all of these? Peter, all the success, all the graces that I will bestow upon you, will you love me more than that? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Can I tell you something? That kind of love, and this is not the, for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. This is when you're in a relationship with God and you are born of love. You're born of love and you start to love God back with that love. And now God loves you. Daniel, greatly beloved. I'm not even talking about John, the disciple who Jesus loved. Am I talking to the right people here? Do you love God more than success? Do you love God more than money? Peter, do you love me more than all of these? That's 
Matthew 6, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. All these things that I will add into your life. Will you love me more than all those things? Now it's very quiet. Now it's very quiet. Turn to the person next to you, say, always love Jesus. Tell them again, say, always love Jesus. I want to close with this. How many things have you chosen above God? How many things have you chosen above God? Can I talk to men quickly? You know, in the Garden of Eden, we have a lot of things to say about women and women being the weaker vessel. And it's true. The Bible says that the woman was deceived. The woman was deceived because the man never shared everything with her to know the full truth. So when the devil came and said to her, did God really say, but you'll be like God? She didn't. But when she brought that fruit, what can we use? Say this is the fruit. When she brought that fruit to Adam and said, you eat. He had to make a decision because he knew the full truth. That's why man sinned and not women. She was deceived, but he sinned. Because now he had to decide, am I going to honor my wife? Am I going to honor God? Am I going to obey God? Am I going to obey my wife? Whose word will have the highest authority in my life? Who will I put above? What my wife is asking or what God has asked of me? Just double blink at me quickly. What is there that you've put above what God wants for you? What is there? Let's be a people that will put God first. When God has spoken to us, when God has prompted us to do something, let's be obedient to that. I'm going to close in conclusion. Amen. When God looks at you, he sees success. The thoughts that he has towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. A matter of fact, listen to what the message translation says. It says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. What are you hoping for? What kind of a future are you hoping for? What are you hoping for? What are you thinking? Start thinking those good thoughts again. Amen. Go and write it down. The intimacy that you have with God, keep a journal and write it down so that you can go back and see what God was saying to you. Amen. Your confession will give you possession. So be careful what you are confessing over your future. Take note what you are doing to people because 30 years later, Kindness can be shown to you. Amen? Ecclesiastes says, time and chance comes to everybody. Time and chance comes to everybody. When the blessing comes, when the success comes, will you still honor God? Will you still love Him more than all of these things? He wants to bless you, but He wants to be number one. Purpose in your heart True success starts on the inside. True success is to have the peace of God. 
True success is to be linked up with God. True success is to be doing what God has called you to do. The greatest of all is to be loved by God, to be called greatly beloved. You know, the ten virgins all knew God, but God said, I only know five of you. Let's have hearts that love God. Let's have hearts that honor God in everything that we do. God loved you so much that he did not withhold the source of your success, Jesus Christ, but he gave him to come to this earth. If we did not withhold the source of success, why will you withhold any of the success that he has planned for you? He is busy perfecting everything concerning you. Sometimes it takes time and a process because God wants to equip our hearts, prepare our hearts that we will love him more than the success. We will love him more than the wealth. We will love him more than the gifts that he bestow upon us, that we always put him first. Give him the rightful place in your heart. In Jesus' mighty name. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.